I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome, everyone, to Inside Sources. Today, here on KSL News Radio, I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Great to be with you. And as always, we have a lot of ground to cover in the fastest 60 minutes of radio. As we attempt to slow things down for you, help you divide the rage from the reason, elevate the conversation, connect the dots, and make the news make sense today so we can all move forward in a positive way. And uh, we're continuing to monitor and and watch all the events uh, here at home in the state of Utah and around the country uh, as we continue to uh, look at the conversations that need to be happening in this country uh, but I wanted to get started today with uh, a couple of things. Uh, w- we often talk about the difference between a moment and a movement. Uh, and our country is really, really good at moments. We're good at, at, at stopping. We're good at rallying for a little while. We're good at coming together uh, after big things. Our challenge is we lose focus really fast. And the question is, is can we sustain a movement? And so it's interesting to look historically at uh, what goes on and how movements are actually created. Uh, And today's a really interesting day to do that. Uh, If you look at it just as a this day in history kind of thing, all kinds of amazing things happen on this day. One is going to surprise you that I'm going to share at the end of the show today. Uh, A couple of really significant people born on this day for the state of Utah. So we'll come back to that. Uh, But I actually wanted to start today Uh, that it was on this day in 1989, uh, the Chinese crackdown of a protest in Tiananmen Square, which I think is still sending ripples out uh, and still has a lot of influence and a lot of inspiration for a lot of people who are trying to start fledgling movements uh, to make progress in a host of different ways. And so we wanted to go back to uh, Richard Roth from uh, CBS News. He was in Beijing uh, during the original Tiananmen Square, was reporting on that. Uh, And here's how he described it uh, on this day, June 4th, 1989. One man alone, of course, can't stop an army. Except for a moment, that's exactly what happened here. For three minutes in the middle of the day, an army was stopped by a man who stood still. A man who'd made up his mind, it seems, though why, we just don't know. But when bystanders rushed in to save this stubborn soul, it wasn't easily done. He was pushed away at last, faceless in the crowd. Safe, we think, but in a city verging on calamity. What moves a man to just stand still? Is it courage or outrage or madness? We can't tell what was on his mind, and we can't forget what he did. Richard Roth, CBS News, Beijing. Uh, I just love that description from Richard Roth. And, and you all remember the, the image of that single person. Uh, I loved how Richard Roth described it as, you know, one man can't stop an army, uh, except for he did. Uh, and that lone man standing there in Tiananmen Square in front of a, uh, a line of uh, tanks, 
armored tanks that were heading his direction, and he stopped them all in their tracks. And as uh, Richard Roth rightly described, you know, is it courage? Is it character? Is it anger? Is it frustration? What is it that caused that man to do that, to stand in front of an army, literally, and say, enough? And that's how little movements began. It's it's one person. Uh, I think of the uh, the quote uh, from Gandhi that says, you know, first they ignore you. First they ignore you. Then they ridicule you. Then they fight you. Then you win. <laughs> he, he said that's always the path. But it starts in that peaceful path. Yes, they often ignore you first. Often they will ridicule you next. Then they'll persecute you, persecute you or take you on or, or go after you. Uh, but ultimately, uh, you can win if you stay in that space uh, of truth and belief in the cause and moving things forward in a significant way. Also significant today, another movement, uh, the women's suffrage movement, uh, came to fruition on this day in uh, 1919, June 4th, 1919. Congress passes the 19th Amendment. And I thought just in honor of the passage of the 19th Amendment, of course, a lot of great celebrations going on uh, throughout the year. Uh, sadly, some of them have been muted a little bit because of the pandemic. Uh, I hope we really rally those when we get to the fall. Uh, of course, the uh, statue of uh, Sarah uh, Hughes Cannon will be uh, heading to Washington uh, and installed there as part of the Utah Collection uh, and we, we do celebrate that. But I thought we could uh, do another little celebration and a little nostalgia for uh, a lot of us. And uh, let's go back to the 19th Amendment and a little schoolhouse rock. Now you have heard of women's rights. And how we tried to reach new heights If we're all created equal That's us too Yeah But you will probably not recall That it's not been too long at all Since we even had the right to cast a vote There you go, folks. There is our tribute uh, today. A little schoolhouse rock for you on a Thursday uh, on this day, June 4th, 1919, Congress passes the 19th Amendment, giving women the right to vote and uh, cause for great celebration. It was long overdue. Uh, but again, think of the, the process and think of those that were willing to to start out. I, I always uh, like to go back and uh, think through uh, a, a great quote by uh, William Morris, uh, who said, one person with an idea in their head is in danger of being called mad or crazy. Two people with the same idea might be foolish, but not crazy. Ten people with the same idea, and they start to act. A hundred people with the same idea, and they start to get noticed. A thousand people, and they start to have success, results, tangible and real. Ten thousand, they can change the course of a conversation in a community. A hundred thousand, they can change the course of a country. A million they can change the destiny of the world. Uh, and so it's that progression. And so sometimes when we, we look at moments like we are having right now as a nation, and again, this country is good at moments, uh, our success at movements is a little spotty. <laughs> we have some great movements, uh, like the 19th Amendment being passed on this day in 1919. Uh, we have a lot of others where we've, we've paused 
We've come together. We've unified. We've prayed. We've shed tears. We've, we've taken action on things. I, I think even the coronavirus has caused us to, to come together for a little longer period than normal as a country. But the test is always, can we sustain it? Can we sustain it? Will we sustain it? And if we do, what will we do with that moment? Will we transform it into something that really can change hearts and minds? Will we convert it into something that can change the course of the country? Will we be able to do the hard work and the heavy lifting when the cameras are no longer rolling, uh, when national media is not giving it wall-to-wall coverage when it's not flooding our Twitter feed or our social media posts, then what will we do? We we talked about this a little bit yesterday in terms of our willingness and ability to to fully engage in this. Are Are we willing to get together with someone who doesn't look like us, doesn't think like us, or doesn't live like us? Because that's where some really amazing Friendships begin. Acquaintance goes to friendship, goes to partnership, goes to things that can really change and become a sustainable movement. And to me, that's the ultimate test. Everything else is a lot of window dressing and can exhaust a lot of us. But we can do more. We can do better. And we're going to continue to talk about that as we move through the program today. We're going to go ahead and step aside for a quick commercial break. I can't wait for this next section. Dave Noriega is in the building, and we are going to have a conversation right here on Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. Don't miss this. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do? in the face of an international disaster decades in the making. That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.